happens in all this world. Podcasts fill the streets. There's only two men over in order to the chaos. The Hardcasters. Hello, dear listener. Hardcasters here, Dick Visage. I'm coming with you some sad news. Um, it's just going to be a lone podcast, lone wolf podcast, because my friend uh, Dominic de Plume has unfortunately died. He's, he's left us now um, due to horrific um, pterodactyl-based death. So uh, coming to you alone, this is our Christmas episode, or my Christmas episode, where I'm going to look at something different today due to sadness and nostalgia. I've actually looked at Love Actually. Um, so Love Actually being a... Rom- Wait, let me stop God. Hello, everyone. I'm the ghost of Dominic Dupin, Um Back from beyond the grave. What are you playing at? He's see-through. I can see through him. <laughs> right through me. It's right through him. I can go, I can go through you. <laughs> ready? Get ready for this. There you go. I was in you. Um... <laughs> Well, what, love actually? Actually, yes. Well, no. I don't know. I'm here. I've been called back from beyond death to warn you as a, as a, as a cautionary tale. Okay. Uh, of what can happen if you pursue such a slippery slope of watching Middle of the Road Christmas follow. I'm sorry. I, I, I got lost. Got lost there. Now, the normal way this works, I'm informed, is that you'd be visited by three additional phantoms. I think seeing four ghosts in one night is a huge waste of spectral resources. So I'm going to... I've got a very good work ethic. I'm going to do it all. Okay. And I'm going to take you through action films past. Yes. Action films presence <laughs> and the future. I see. This is the format for today. So... Come with me back to the past, where I'm going to show you a whole bunch of clips from action films. Clips from films that probably we shouldn't review as a whole, because there's not a lot else going on in them. And I don't think you'll have seen these before. Um, Now, I'm not sure what copyright law is like in The Void, but I presume I can't just play these things over the air. So, I'll introduce the clip. Yes. Uh, you, the listener, won't under... There'll be a pause, but yeah. you'll... Obviously, you won't know that, and then we'll come back and hear the review. Um, and I'll try and give you as much information so you can check these clips out yourself. Okay. Can I just say, could you have picked a better outfit to die in? Because, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the top is well covered, but I can see through the bottom half. <laughs> I was on a, a running machine at the time I died. Uh, the, the, the thing's got to me. Why are we, why are we wearing a roof? <laughs> and a monocle well, I don't know what you wear when you're working out but I Michael. wear fairly conventional uh, <laughs> pseudo Georgian outfit I'm Victorian gym that you're <laughs> so we're going to start off with a what I think is a genuinely good action scene from a fairly terrible film it's called, okay. a film called The Silencers okay. where starring Jack Scalia and Dean Stockwell Ooh. that's um, a kind of attempt to fuse John Woo style action with the Men in Black style uh, UFO Okay. Neither rich gel together, but it does feature this middle action sequence, which uh, I genuinely believe, without irony, alongside Raiders of the Lost Ark and Mad Max 2 The Road Warrior, is one of the best lorry-based rolling-on-wheels action sequence. And I also think you might see some elements that I wouldn't be surprised had some bearing on the Matrix Reloaded as well. So that was the silences. Uh, initial thoughts. <coughs> well, that was a lot of money spent on AC. That that was great, great military truck. I like a military truck. Yep. Very Tango and Cash. I like Universal Soldier. Military cars in convoy. Yeah, kind of motorcade of military green yeah. kind of vehicles. Uh, 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 a tanker trailer <laughs> and aliens in traditional men in black aliens yeah. in black cars. But I remember. I think I got this. Originally on DVD, like for a pound or something, um, or it came in like a set where you used to be like, like twenty films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember watching it, thinking this looks awful, and then this scene happening and thinking, now this is genuinely good, That's like great. action filmmaking. Yeah, 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 really tense. 
Yeah. Um, like to and fro in, jumping across trailers, and like they clearly spent a lot of money on the stunt work. Um, and some crashes were great. Like, yeah. That was really, yeah, that was great. It was a really good. Well, I thought I thought to start you off with something impressive. Yeah, I like um, So we're going to move on to uh, something different now. This is from a film called Killer, Ver- Killers- Killer versus Killers. So this is less action filmmaking. This right. is more of a. So th- this is an Italian-made action film with a, with a range of, of of international cast. The only one you probably know recognises Henry Silver. I'm not going to give you any context for this scene, mm-hmm. in the hope that. You kind of work it out for okay. yourself. Okay. Do you care to recount this for the audience? So it starts off with a, a little bloke in kind of blue leisure suit with tie <laughs> in a BMW dropping a Sharon Davis esque woman off. And he's got a kind of look a little bit Noel Edmund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Small, small, but lots of kind of perfectly crafted hair. Yeah, lots of blondy, buttery hair, big moustache. <laughs> Uh, Sharon Davis, big shell suit, yeah. picks up by a bloke in an army jeep. Yeah. Then it intersperses <laughs> with a, a man with a sniper rifle behind a tree <laughs> who, who keeps picking people off with the best comedy guy's gun. <laughs> whist- no gun has ever made it's that like noise. A sexy comedy whistle. <laughs> he shoots the Chuckle Brothers, two blokes in overalls painting the tree. <laughs> A vicar on a bicycle. Like a cardinal. Like, like a, a cardinal. <laughs> Spanish Inquisition. Uh, a couple, like a young sexy yeah. couple. And then it cuts to uh, two uh, security guard people bringing a massive safe into an old man's flat. And he seems to be working on this. And then it cuts back. And on his sofa, there's two very young, very naked, very hot Italian women watching, watching him, him crack a safe. Crack yeah. a safe. When they bring it in, Strong one of them is kind of dancing. Yeah. Kind of half hearted. So are they, are they like, oh, look at him crack that safe. And then as the guy, I don't think it happened, but the guy in, is going to, you know, the Sharon Davis type in a shell suit gets pulled up to the gate uh, to be brought into his mill institution. He's got chemical plant written in big letters, so I'm assuming yeah. that's what it is. Um, but it keeps then coming back to the guy with the sniper shooting people off, so. I've got no fucking idea. <laughs> so I think, having seen the film, I'm not that much worse. I believe it's a training montage right. for some Mission Impossible style. So I think right. one of them is the getaway driver. Right. I think the woman ends up photographing the secret chemical I plant. Yeah. I think he's they, they need to crack a save. I think Henry Silver is training. He's just practicing target practice, not on like targets on the public. <laughs> but I just remember laughing really. Loud. Especially when the cardinal on a bicycle, he gets shot off a bicycle and comedy falls over. But it's almost like he's comedy riding the bicycle in the first place. Yeah. Like he's going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets picked off. It's amazing. By a slide whistle sniper. <laughs> okay, so in, in, in a kind of similar vein, so this one, again, this is a very, very short scene from a film called Armageddon or Red Line. Mm. With Mark Dacoskis and Rutger Hauer. Oh, nice. And it's a kind of, not post poly but like dystopian future style thing. I, I cannot tell you yeah, what any of it's about, but I believe this scene, Rutger Hauer's infiltrated an upper class fight club thing. Hmm. And he's trying to snake his way through. And again, this is very short, but just see if you notice the thing that kind of stood out to me as an odd choice in this. Uh, so that was Rock Hauer going through a small corridor. Like he starts off with like he's going with these two kind of ponytail men, and they kind of follow him. I'm like okay, and then there's clearly like people boxing, and the first person boxing. I'm like okay, there's a bloke boxing there. I'm like, and it cuts back. So like, no, it's a topless woman. She's boxing on the punching bag with no top on. Mm. I'm like okay, well, there's no protection there. She gets in a fight. And then a man attacks him, and he, he Rock Howard takes him out. And then a woman, the, the topless woman attacks him. I was like, oh, okay. And that seems inappropriate. Then a fully naked woman <laughs> then jumps from the sidelines and tries strangling him. And she's, she's got a pair of boots on, to be fair. Yeah, yeah she's, well, she doesn't want to hurt feet. There's now else there. And another yeah. woman comes out to 
so when I watch this, there's no explanation. So he's he's there's in the center. There's a center column where there's people fighting below and there's people betting on them. And he's walking around where people are training. But yeah, the, there's a woman training in just a pair of shorts. Yeah. And then he shoots the man. She attacks him. And then out of nowhere, just a fully naked woman we've not seen before runs out and yeah. attacks him. And yeah, there's no having seen the film. There is no additional context to that it's almost like they just thought we should probably have a naked woman in here now because let's the topless woman wasn't enough. No, let's just have let's someone just run have on. Fully Billy Bollocks. They were a couple of aperitifs. We're gonna look <laughs> okay. at another slightly prolonged one. Now, this one I think is more up your street because it involves um, a, a lead character who does not look like an action star. Right. <clears throat> he looks a little bit like Swiss Tony from Amazing. The Fast Um And it's a, it's an action scene that goes on for far too long, <laughs> and it peaks in the middle. Just then devolves into an out of shape man running around. <laughs> So I hope you enjoy. This is from uh, Italian Poliziotti. I believe I've got the pronunciation vaguely right. Uh, basically, Italian crime movie La Mala Ordina. My God, <laughs> that was like imagine Dickie Davis or Des Lyon chasing down Jimmy Hill. <laughs> Jimmy Hill ran down Des Lyon's children. Um, <clears throat> she starts off quite brutally, like someone ran, runs over a wife and a child. It's quite yeah. horrific. And then what happens? Not then? that the music would communicate. No, the music, the music is quite, is kind of quite funky upbeat. and like you know, <coughs> yeah. imagine like some bloke walking down the street with a leather jacket on, and then a fairly overweight man with a moustache and a tie, chased, really sweaty man, really sweaty to the point where the first every close up you see of him driving the car, he's wiping sweat he off his like face. He looks like a really stressed taxi driver, <laughs> and basically chases this guy down through fucking. It seems like about six <laughs> settings. Chasing, he drives him through a city, then by a river, then a fairground, then they crash, then they chase, then they get the car again, then he jumps on the car again. It's two minutes of just the most ridiculous. Imagine like Roadrunner versus, you know, Wild Coyote. Yeah. But fat Italian men. <laughs> yeah. For two minutes. So it's, yeah, it's a car chase, <clears throat> then the cars crash and they get and have a foot chase. And then he gets back in another van. But then he, the, 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 the main guy, and like I said, we're not talking like traditional leading man hero. He is, yeah, looks like an out of shape. He looks like a, he should work in a kebab van or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaps onto the side of the van. And then clearly the, they've shot this by just having a man hold on for dear life. Yeah, in a tiny tiny van, they've driven through traffic. Yeah. Then he starts fucking headbutting his way through yeah. like the T-1000. Yeah. Um, which is the highlight, I feel. Then mm. they crash, and then they just have a really sweaty, out-of-shape, kind yeah, of yeah. exhausted run through a fairground. Exactly like you, when they go into the bumper cars, I thought, please get please a bumper get cars. We have bumper <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they just have a fight scene where one gets one in the headlock and just punches <coughs> him in the stomach for about 20 times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that scene. Again, the rest of the film doesn't really... Yeah, it's not really an action film at all. It's more of a crime thriller. Uh, do you, should we keep going? Yeah, keep going. Uh... How about a chainsaw fight? Yes, please. This is Tiger on the Beat. That was Tiger on the Beat. Yeah. <laughs> chainsaw. The 1974 <laughs> hit, Chainsaw Fight. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's actually uh, a Chow Yun Fat movie from the 90s. That actor is Conan Lee, mm. who you may remember from The Eliminators yes, as I the do. ninja. Yes. Um, and again, it's a, the, the rest of the film is a kind of comedy thing. So there's not really any high action moments, but the finale is that Chan Fat's off, he's got a shotgun tied to a rope that he kind of throws out, and as he pulls it back, it fires, and mm. then he reloads, and it was a bit elaborate. But yeah, that's a quite impressive fight scene. Very impressive. So yeah, it's a kind of martial arts sword fight, but with chainsaws. Imagine like the 1940s Robin Hood. I think I said. Basil Rathbone but with yeah. chainsaw. Amazing. Like yeah. imagine that you know that court scene where they, they're fighting with swords, but they've got chainsaws and they've got kung fu. Yeah. Amazing. If that was strictly come dancing and I was Craig, I'd be like, full marks <laughs> ten. <laughs> that was just no, beautifully no. choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. Violence. And, and I know sort of like Asian cinema particularly, like stunt work was particularly risky. I, I from what I know generally about what they do. I think the chain they were all chainsaws. I don't think I think they were actually moving in close ups. What they tend to do is they tend to have wires mm. attached to batteries up their sleeve yeah. into swords and stuff. So when they strike they make a connection that will yeah, create yeah. a spike. So I don't think they were 
live chainsaws. No, but again, I wouldn't. Beautiful. It would never surprise me. So this is the so this is the opening scene to Full Eclipse. So it starts with Marianne Ben Peebles as a kind of reckless action cop, and his yeah. partner, who we established, I think his wife's pregnant or he's going to retire. Yeah, or he's, yeah. he's very cautious to action. Isn't yeah, <clears throat> and then they arrive at a siege. Now the siege is a bunch of punks have taken over a nightclub and are demanding money and a jet. Yep. Yeah. In the middle of LA, I don't know yeah. how that's going to work. Um, Not helicopter. <coughs> no, a jet. A jet. Now, <coughs> it's set up like they've got hostages. Mm. The the main bad guy's got one like he's dancing with one a female hostage. He's shot, her, I think, her boyfriend. So clearly, this is going to take finesse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which that that seems to be what they're going with. Yeah. So <coughs> now we we often like to borrow stuff for our 101 standard yes, operating procedure I think here rather than waiting for backup getting onto the roof and then both climbing into tin vents is yeah. already standard police operating it, it is yeah we've... yeah. now the, the guy who's going to retire <coughs> makes a bit of noise and so the, the bad guy shoots up his tin can and kills yeah. him yeah. now despite being in an entirely separate tin can yeah, yeah. Mario um, People's Cop seems to sense that his friend has been shot to death. Yeah. Enough to, I would say, fall out of the cat. But no, he goes, <laughs> which I imagine in a tin vessel sounds louder <laughs> than it would do if you're shouting it normally. Yeah. But uh, what I don't understand, so the, the first cop drops a gun, they, but they're in a nightclub. Mm. So there's clearly a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. So you probably wouldn't hear that. No, no. But then obviously they shoot that up, which is fine. But the yeah. man was shouting, screaming. Yeah. He could have sat in there for another five minutes and wait for all the pawns in the position. But no, he just went, Row! Yeah. And shouted and fell through. Yeah. So there's no finesse or targeting. He just fell while and then shooting. Starts blapping yeah. two guns. <laughs> yeah. How? <clears throat> bear in mind, he's got a hostage. There's hostages everywhere. But he manages to just by luck more than just but miss there's them. There's more hostages than there's people. Yeah. So how high up do you reckon that can is? I reckon that's ten feet. Because he falls like on his <coughs> on just flat onto a concrete yeah, yeah, floor. Yeah, I mean yeah. that would have killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he from a laying position manages to springboard up and leap through the air firing his guns again yeah. at another yeah. hostage wooden person and missed the hostage. Yeah. Then rolls around and she's another. And reloads yeah. there pretty much as well. Without injury. So yeah. not only does he completely defy all logic in in, in operating procedure, yeah. clearly get his reluctant partner killed, nearly kill himself falling out of a fucking hole in the room. And there must have been collateral damage here. Yeah. Now, this is a film where later on, he gets injected with a werewolf serum and becomes part of uh, an elite werewolf LAPD police unit along with Patsy Kensett. Is this because it's accidental or is he because he's good at his job? A bit of both. Because he's not good at his job. Well, Judging by this footage. <laughs> I think that... But what you've got to bear in mind is this is him without superpowers. Yeah, this is him with the firearm, which is lethal enough yeah. without... Being and, like a feral animal. Yeah, and the problem with the film is once he gets the werewolf house, he doesn't do anything <coughs> anywhere remote as superpowered as that. Right. It's like Spider-Man being bit by a spider bite after he was swinging around after New York and then he of... gives up swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the problem is, this is a film that it's got Bruce Payne as the bad guy, yeah. Patsy Kensit as the sexy werewolf police woman, mm. and they... Changing to hit her and Maripan people's changing to werewolves while having sex at one point, and yet this film is boring as fuck <laughs> from this point onwards. Yeah. And every time I've watched this film four times, because every time I think, Yeah, but it's a werewolf cop movie yeah. with those three people, I must have not been in the right movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I watch, I think, No, this is horseshit. It's like Red Heat, and I'll watch it again. Before Red Heat probably yeah. kicks in. Give me another another year or two, and I think, no, I'm yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. this has got to be the best film ever. Yeah, but I mean that's a great action sequence. Like it's, it's proper fantastic. John Woo. Yeah, lots of wife who. Um, Should we do one more? Let's do. In, I'll one give one more. Delve into the mist of time. You've got a choice here. <laughs> so we can do the end of Maniac Cop Three, which is a car chase. Yeah. But with a big fire stunt. Mm. Or you can do the opening to the 1997 uh, Dolph Lundgren action film, Peacekeeper. I've seen Men Cop, and I think that is 
a formula that's probably gonna sit there with me. So yeah. I'm gonna go peacekeeper. Let's go with peacekeeper then. So that was the opening scene to the, the peacekeeper, which starts as a fairly formulaic yeah, car yeah. chase. Yeah. Uh, where's it go from there? <coughs> Last for fucking hell. <laughs> across rooftop, across rooftop. Yeah. So I remember watching that, and again, this is a film that once it gets past that, it's a die-hard clone set in some yeah, like yeah. really bland military installation. Mm. And I think there's some nuclear codes <laughs> that he's got. But they, they're travelling up a, a, a multi-storey car park, and then, yeah, he just drives off the roof onto another roof. Yeah. And then they keep going across roofs. And I to the point where I genuinely don't know how they shot that. No. Because they, it's not a big-budget film, yet there are shots <laughs> of it like leaping. And you think maybe they built these roof sets. Yeah. But there's like shots of it diving from there's the top. There's an underneath shot as well. Yeah. And you think that it's pretty seamless. Um, so what happened after he... I, I suspect he dove, dove out beforehand because the car yeah. just drives off and bursts yeah, into yeah. flames. Um, I presume he's not dead. But yeah, I remember just being really impressed by yeah. it and then subsequently really bored with the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like they spent all their money on that set piece and go, wow. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so... There you go, it's a smorgasbord of action from the, from the past. From the grave, indeed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Ghost. <laughs> You're uh, dead. French ghost. Uh, <laughs> so, with your beautiful um, and your genitals out. How are you feeling about Love Actually? Did Love Actually feature a fat man wrestling and headbutting a van? Did it feature a car chase across rooftops? Did it feature a random naked attack women? Yes. Have you not seen the right thing? You're winning me over here. Now's a bit where the, the ghost of Christmas present. Are you picking your chains up and jangle off now? Well, yeah, but I'm I'm him as well. So because I've been the me ghost and ah, I've been the ghost, yeah, so this course, is the yeah. third. Oh, okay, the third visit. Because that's the thing they say three ghosts. It's three additional ghosts. Yeah, so the yeah. it's advertised wrong. Isn't yeah, it, really? so I'm I'm essentially now filling in. I'm I'm your third spectre <laughs> for the night. Um, and I'm the ghost of Christmas presents. I misread it. Does so, that mean? Presents. It does. We're going to give <gasps> each other uh, action-themed Christmas presents. Who, who you'd like to go first? Can you I go, go first? You because go. what I've done, I've done something different this year. Yeah. Because it's it's a time of post-lockdown, a yeah. bit of post-time of... You know, we're not all about the materialistic. Mm. Yeah. So what I've done, I've, I've got you two experiences. Nice. As a present. Mm. So it's up to you which one you want to choose. So the first one I've got... Is I've got you a, a wine vineyard experience. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, following on from the success of Piss and Vinegar, the film <laughs> that we yeah. did, I've got a series, uh, you've got a vineyard tour of Bill Duke's Winery. Lovely. Uh, in the south of California. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Is there a chance to sample any of the thoroughbred horse urine? It, yes, <laughs> they've got them. Literally, there's two tours you can take. You go horseback. At the end of it, there's a wine table and a piss horse table. <laughs> so I've got you a, a bottle of wine here from Bill Duke's Vineyard. Um, as you can see, it's a red wine from, you know, kind yeah. of uh, the two-year vintage. Um, but the label, as you can see, is a picture of Bill Duke. Yeah. Just looking really <laughs> fucking angry. <laughs> yeah. He's crossed his arms and he's staring at you because, yeah. you know, that's the label. That's yeah. what he's got. Is, so. is it normal for red wine to have that bigger head on it? No. It's quite frothy. <laughs> it is very frothy, yeah. But again, apparently that's the, the vintage. They cork it and it gets frothy. Right. I believe it's the corkage that makes it so frothy. <laughs> cork- not the horse piss. <laughs> okay. um, so you, we can have the... It's hot. It's a very hot bottle. <laughs> it's a warm bottle, yes. Um, that's how you've got to keep it. You've got to store oh, okay. it at horse piss temperature. <laughs> um, so we've got a, a case of the uh, Bill Duke horse yeah. piss red wine and the tour of his vineyard. The other one I've got you is um, in mid-Russia. Yeah. I know it's not the best place to go at the minute, yeah. but I reckon in two years' time it will be the hot place to go. Mm. There's a thermal spa, and it's called the yeah. Red Heat Spa. Okay? Right. So 
It's a it's a two day mm. voucher to go to this red heat spa, and it's it's a mixed spa. Yep. So there's men and women in the nip, um, and they're, they're mainly lifting weights. Yep. But you've got to lift weights and have a small towel. The, the, me, the towel for the males is smaller than the lady towel. I'll yeah. warn you that now. It's like a flannel. Yeah. Um, but the the experience is basically thus: you go in, you get your flannel on, you sit in a large spa. Yeah. And st- you have to kind of look a bit menacing and get hold up and look at other men menacingly. And there's women at the other end. Yeah. Uh, there's a weightlifting area that you nice. can pop along to when you're finished. But can, I, can I, without being presumptuous, because it's a, it's a particular favourite thing of mine, and this will be, is there anywhere I can go there where I can hold hot coals? That's the thermal part of it. So this is the where, where the, it, it, basically what it is, it's like you're letting all your anger out. Yeah. So it's a thermal experience. So you hold a hot rock and you wish your troubles away. By holding this hot rock, you're getting your anger out into this rock and you throw it in the snow. Yep. What might happen... And it's yeah. not every time, but yeah. what might happen is a man might punch you through a window. <laughs> but if you run under the snow afterwards, that yeah. is almost like you're building your body back up after this anger. There's that like, hot and cold treatment where people there are is, getting There out. is, hot and cold well, treatment. It, that seems to tick all the boxes. I as mean, much as I want a bottle of hot piss, I think I so might take the spa. There's two vouchers here. I might take Either the spot. One's got Bill Duke's face on. Yeah. The other one's got the Diana Ross Frog man's face on. So it's up to you which one to choose there. <laughs> I'm going to go Diana so Ross Frog. So I've got experience. I'm yeah. Sorry I've not got your present. That's no, that, experience that's best. perfect. That's perfect. You can you can have the winery one. Or you can re-gift that. Else. Hot piss. Thank you. Hot piss. Well, I, I, I have kind of gone with... Uh, a role play kit. Oh, okay. To, to, uh, I like we've both gone different this escape year. Like from like the, escape from the... The reality, the terrible reality that different we live in. Different times we live in. Different yeah. times, yeah. And that is, uh, it's called a, a a Shane Black Christmas kit. Okay. So it comes with, as you can see, I've just unfolded for you, this ropey Father Christmas outfit that's mm-hmm. kind of got singe marks and yep. bullet holes. There's blood in the beard. Yeah. It's very dirty. It's kind of wet and smelly mm-hmm. as well. So you can pop that on. Yeah. Um, there's half a bottle of whiskey in a brown paper bag yep. as well. There's uh, a Beretta 9mm automatic pistol. I mean, you described my Christmas anyway <laughs> without, without the board game. Yeah, and there's uh, a, a big folder full of parking tickets. Oh, nice. And that's kind of the, the experience. What you do with that okay. and how you then... The idea is you you wear that and then you go out in the world and that changes your perception and how you... Okay. How you it gives you a new direction for the world. Rather okay. than going out and, you know, singing Christmas carols or whatever, you go out... Um, with a loaded weapon and a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Oh, and uh, sorry, I forgot. There's also a, a kind of brown stained bandage that you can wrap around a hand or your head. Okay. So it's just some kind of okay. pre, pre-inflicted pre injury. Is there like uh, an optional Hawaiian shirt plus like a, a CD of really kind of faux tropical Christmas shoes? That yes, there is. Oh, and also there's a little pedal car Yeah. Um, that's like an old and beaten up American sedan yeah. that you can pedal round in it's, it's a child's one but you yeah. should be able to sort of fit with your knees I'd probably look better with my brown paper bag and yeah. my yeah brilliant okay uh, you can live out your Shane Black Christmas but what we've done people if you've not realised we've described everyone's Christmas in 2022 <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's <laughs> in all in a nutshell yeah whether you want it or not no like... hot wine slash piss angry Russians <laughs> And yeah. misery. Dishevelled. Fucking misery. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There we go. And that is what I, as the ghost of Christmas presents, mm-hmm. has has done. And now... Brace your strap in, people. Is, is that enough to have stopped you watching shit like Love Actually? Or Christmas 24? Or I'm, I'm halfway there. If, no, we, well, if we finish this off now... I'm going to bring it home. Yeah, okay, we might have to... Because now we're going to peer. Imagine I'm a big skeleton looking... Motherfucker, and there's a big bony hand come out, um, and I'm pointing at shit, and I'm going to show you what could what could be if you drop this love actually shit. Yeah, all right. And commit to an action right. life. So, my, as my as we emerge from the swirling void, armed with really loud snacks, we apologise. <laughs> And we, <laughs> we look into the future, and the future is the Hardcasters adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol. 
But A Christmas Carol is not a suitable title no. for our film. So what, what, what have we, we gone for? I don't think we came up with a title. Um, Hot Carol is the name of the person lived down the road. <laughs> That's your next door neighbour. Yeah. <laughs> she sells those DVDs <laughs> off the back of her car. Um, hard Dickens. No, Hard Dickens. Although, Charles Dickens isn't actually in there, is he? Unless he narrates. Um, yep, yeah, alright. Derek Jacobi as Dickens? <laughs> okay, so Derek Jacobi will introduce Hard Dickens. It was the first night before... I don't know what you, how the Christmas Carol starts. <laughs> no, anyway, we start with modern-day London. Jacobi is yeah. on his yapping away in the background. Nice big drone shot of London. Yeah. It's wet and rainy. Yeah. Grey. Charred. Yeah. All the classic fucking tropes. Of now, although we know that the police generally operate in fairly bog-standard municipal buildings, we're going into like a 20th floor skyscraper. Yeah. Glass. Steel. IMAX all round. Yeah, yeah. Through, we, one shot, we go through the window. Yeah. Past a crack team of investigators, we'll get into who they are later, yeah. moving back and forth through a glass panel into a large office, yeah. and there's just the back of a chair, mm. and it spins around, yeah, yeah. and who is there? It's it's Chief Inspector... E.B. Scrooge. E.B. Scrooge. Uh, played by... The one and only... Jason Statham. Yeah. You boy! Yeah. <laughs> what day is this? <clears throat> fucking ass-kicking day. <laughs> Jason Statham is going to play the lead investigator in yeah. a series of murders that have an eerie resemblance yeah. to that of the Jack the Ripper killings. Yeah. Um, and that has some kind of vague connections to corporate fraud. Yeah. Now, he has a crack team. Mm. Now, what we haven't discussed, we, we, we kind of vaguely fleshed out some of these ideas. Our, when we go... In our planning conference <laughs> we had pre... Podcast, yeah, which was in professional office settings. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> is it for professional office setting? It's for people that run a pub. It's professional. Yeah, okay. um, when we go back in time, mm. is the same team represented by the same actors? Absolutely. Well, not in the future, though. Different ball game. Yeah. So, Cratchit, Bob Cratchit is the assistant. Yeah, we fleshed this out. We did it on a big whiteboard in the pub, but they weren't happy about it. <laughs> we, we worked out, we worked out their menu. Special board. <laughs> yeah. Bob Cratchit. Played by. Um, yeah, Bob uh, Inspector Bob Cratchit. Yeah. He's basically a bit in awe of Scrooge. Mm. He, he likes his tough funicular... But what he doesn't appreciate is being kicked around the office yeah. <laughs> most of the time. And unlike Statham, Cratchit has a family. Mm. He has kids. Yep. He, uh, I think he's mentioned orphanage, but maybe like he's a foster. He runs a yeah, foster he's a, home. He's got a foster home going to London, um, and he's taken on, you know, it's a cost of living crisis, so, you know, yeah. he, he's struggling a little bit. And it's Christmas Eve, and he really wants to get home mm. to prepare for Christmas. Statham, on the other hand, Statham is all about the job. Yeah, we've got to get this crime done, people. And he's berating Cratchit, like, do you want these murders to continue? Yeah. Yes, you've got family, you've got kids, you've got these other kids, yeah. but what about... I need you to work through the night. Basically, Cratchit, this is terrible, Courtney. I need you to put a fucking other coal on the fire Yeah. get this done. Yeah, you want to wake up tomorrow morning for Christmas and have another dead prostitute yeah. on your doorstep, because I will drop her off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and then he just mashes his face into some... Who's <laughs> <coughs> Bob Cratchit? Did you say Bob Cratchit is? Well, we, we went around the houses with this. At one point, we said it was going to be Tosh Lines, Kevin Lloyd. Um, no, we're going with that one. We're going with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Christmas. We can... It's a, it's a kind of wish list. The year is done. podcast. Mm. Who else is in his crack team? So we've got... Uh, I reckon what we could do is we could be clever with this. We could go Tosh Lines, uh, Bob Cratchit... Uh, as t- touch lines as Bob Cratchit, but could also have, you know, his nephew in there. Yeah. Because in the past, his nephew would be like, "Come on, Uncle Scrooge, come yeah. to the party." He could, he could be one encouraging him as part of his crack team to try yeah. and either drop this or not use as much violence. So we could have um, nephew Scrooge. Yeah. As the antithesis of Scrooge, we could also have maybe ta- no, maybe nephew Scrooge is like a a, a tr- like he's he's a. Pl- uh, a uniform police officer, yeah. younger, 
<clears throat> so someone annoyingly chipper. Yeah. Um, like Jack Whitehall or someone yes, like that. Yes, that's good. You could actually get, happily, you get smashed in the face repeatedly. Mm. Um, we could have Tiny Tim. Well, obviously in the past we gave Tiny Tim as a child. Mm. But in representation in this, it could be Tiny Tim as someone we either feel sorry for or he's just a big, massive bastard. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, it's like an ironic name. Like Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, so Cratchit is like... Look, there's a there's the police Christmas party downstairs. Mm. I'm inviting Tiny Tim in. He's going to meet me here. Yeah. We're going to go home. Nephew wants Scrooge to come down and do the yeah. party. Scrooge comes down. Mm. Tiny Tim's there. He's a huge hulking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with, like, one eyeball down the side of his face and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Stays like, fuck this. Mm. Turns the music off. And like, oi, cunts. Yeah. People are out there getting murdered. Yeah. And you're partying, you're dying. He the shoots, fucking black he lace. He shoots the, the, yeah. the DJ that He just gets gone out and shoots the DJ yeah. decks. And people's drinks out of their hands. Yeah. You should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> you're a disgrace to the police force. Um, I'm fucking Christmas. Yeah. I'm your Christmas. I'm yeah. your fucking Jesus. Fill my fucking stockings with evidence, you yeah. pricks. <laughs> and he goes upstairs. Yeah. Um, can we have Tony Fezziwig? And we're gonna have, again. We're gonna yeah. bring up Tony Fezziwig. Is just this really? He's organised the party. He's mm. like, come on, you know. Let's let's have it. And he goes upstairs. Maybe he's played by Derek Jacobi. And every now and again he talks to the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like gone before. Yeah. So he comes upstairs. So now the lights are off. Statham's just on his own. He's got piles of paperwork. Yeah, and he's he's working through it. He's writing mm. through it. Jackie comes up and goes, look, you've really got to, you know, ease yourself come here. Come on, Evie, it's come on. I can't, can't turn it off. Yeah. But like, he goes, well, don't say anymore. And then Jackie turns to the camera and says, and then as the night fell, blah, 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 Dickens, Dickens, Dickens. Mm. And then <coughs> Statham's former partner. Yeah. Um, Which we all, is, is you know... Um, Jake, Jake Marley. Marley. Jake Marley. Jake Marley. Did we, we didn't come up with something. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, Craig, Craig Fairbrass. Craig Fairbrass as Jake Marley. So the, basically, we, we he wakes up in a stupor, and we're on the, what, the 20th floor? So he looks over, and he can hear the lift going <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And he looks over, and the lift is doing that supernatural thing where it's lit up, and he goes ding, 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 ding. And the lift pops open, and out comes Craig Fairbrass... Floats away, floats yeah. out. It's like Slimer. <laughs> he's got a massive head, <laughs> tiny body, yeah. and he's got like chains around his legs. Yeah. But as the thing's coming up, Statham reaches for a drawer, and as the door's open, Statham pulls out a machine yeah, and starts yeah, yeah. opening up. And all the glass smashes and yeah. rains down the street below. And it, we make it something of an action scene. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, there's a bit of a fight with this ghost mm. uh, as it gets the gun away from him, and then. The ghost gets him, and it's clearly, yeah, his old part of Jacob Marley. He goes, what the fuck? Is this stress? Am I having a heart attack? Yeah. Nah, Scrooge. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm a fucking ghost, <laughs> and I've come here. Remember how I died? I worked myself to death. Look at my big head. <laughs> I'm big, I'm green, I'm spending my fucking Christmas Eve haunting you, you bald-headed tit. <laughs> Don't end up like me. Yeah. What, you want me to turn the pressure off? Nah. Nah. It's like, I'm going to help you. Yeah. Turn the pressure off, but catch these cunts. Yeah, because if you don't, because shit's going to go yeah, down. Yeah, and he's like, there's there's traces of this cunt for history. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go back in time, you're going to find yourself and this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about? You, tonight, are going to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> Spectra <laughs> Le Trois. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with this fanny right here. And he vanishes. Yeah. And then the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Or, or crimes past. Yeah. Appears. Who's playing him? I think someone's showbiz. Yeah. Oh. So you, we, we, we went back and forth with Hugh Bonneville at one point. We did you back with Hugh Bonneville, yeah. And I think, because I think we switched to him to be someone else. I think I've got yeah. a replacement for him. So should we go with Hugh Bonneville, but like... As if he's in panto season. Yeah, Hugh Bonneville, like, he's, like, um, in Aladdin. But, yeah. like, in Blackpool. Yeah. And he, he shows up, and he's like, we're going to go back in time. 
Mm. But camper. Yeah. Um, I'm going to help myself this. <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> and every time, all the time you hear Bernadette's talking, Statham's trying to roundhouse kick him. <laughs> He's going through him. Um, and and Bonneville's always a bit suggestive. We're not the camera's like, you're going to ride me out of this building. We're going to go and fire. Says <laughs> like, you what? <laughs> Better go into a nice big hole. <laughs> I ain't riding fucking nothing of you. <laughs> and Statham winds up for a big punch and misses and falls to the floor. And as he falls to the floor, he's in, a, he's in the snow suddenly. Yeah. He looks around and he's dressed. He's got a big moustache. Yeah. We've discussed this. He looks, now looks like Dan Day-Lewis from Gangs of yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. And he's in Victorian London. Yeah. And he has inhibited the body of his predecessor or his ancestor. Yeah. De- Detective Ebenezer Scrooge of the Victorian Met Police. That's what they were called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, in their numbers, involve, yeah, also involve Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And they were on the case of... Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. The Whitehall murder. So, um, yeah, he's now in charge of the Jack the Ripper case. Bob Cratchit. Is still there. Tosh Lines. Played by Tosh Lines. Um, still burning the midnight oil. Uh, literally, that's his job. Uh, <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack Whitehall is a kind of fancy, dandy-esque kind of person. Yeah. And uh, Statham's all a bit uh, bewildered by this. And Bonneville's kind of like helping him along, saying, no, no, this is your, this is your team. Yeah. Um, and you're investigating the... Um, he goes to Bob Cratchit's house, and all the children, like little Tosh Lines is... <laughs> He's all got little moustaches, a little bald. <laughs> One's got a cane. Wanko pie. He's the wife. <laughs> she's, got, she's got long hair. It's like an Eddie Murphy film, he's playing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're already pissed. <laughs> They're fucking clumps. <laughs> and instead of a turkey, it's just a bottle of booze in the middle of the table. <laughs> Look at the evidence. Do you notice anything about the evidence? And Statham took the legs and look at it and goes, It's the faint same fucking pattern of killings. Yeah. I've been investigating in the future. Mm. And I was like, Well, yeah, there we go. So he goes, He has a scan and uh, <clears throat> he kind of pinpoints where he's He goes, Where's that fucking Cratchit? Mm. And then he knocks on Cratchit's door yeah. and Cratchit's like, It's Christmas Eve, so you go down. He goes, The fuck I did. Oh, back on, son. Yeah. And all the kids start crying. He's like, shut it, you little pricks. Yeah. Oh, he, he just opens fire on the bottle of whiskey and yeah. just sets fire to the table. <laughs> like, there's your fucking Christmas dinner. <clears throat> and you just drag in Cratchit along by the hair. Yeah, kicking him along the street. Yeah. The first stop mm. is uh, a strip joint. <laughs> but a Victorian the one. Victorian one. So all the women are just lifting their ankles up. And it's, uh, what's the face? You miss, what's, what's the, Mrs... Who's the uh, Scrooge's housekeeper? Mrs. Whatever she's called. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it's Fezziwig's... No, it's Fezziwig's strip parlour. So Fezziwig yes. runs... He's a big jovial chap, but he runs basically a strip parlour. All yeah. these kind of Victorian women are dancing It's called Jizzywigs. Because <laughs> 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 they're all wearing wigs. Yeah. And, and you know, what happens. All the things going on. And he's a big jovial chap. Yeah. Uh... Laughing and joking. Who's a big jovial prostitute hoarder? <laughs> um, I was gonna. Oh, my initial thing only because because we can change actors here. It doesn't really matter. They've got the same name. Yeah, we'll keep so. Tosh and we'll keep. Uh... I'll just go Windsor Davis. All right. Yeah. Windsor, Windsor Davis in a huge wig, curly wig, surrounded by bustier women. Yeah. So they've all got like. The rankles out, but also the the old uh, corsets. Yeah. So I like the idea that some of them are fully naked, but the men are all ignoring everything above the ankles. They're yeah. still just interested in the ankles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they sit and they have a meeting, <clears throat> and they think that the Ripper suspect is there. Yeah. Eyeing out his next potential victim. Yeah. Because yeah. this is no ordinary Jack the Ripper investigation. This is an action-based one. Yeah. So, uh, who's playing Jet the Ripper in the past? Well, I think we go slightly older in the past. Okay. Because the idea was, we're going to be fluid with time here, that actually he finds a way, because he's mm. omnipotent and he gets ancient. I've got it. Go on. Follow my bony ghost fingers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Charles Dance. 
I just pointed to an action figure of Charles Dance's character from Last Action Hero. So Charles Dance is there. Yeah. And Statham goes, that's him. That's, that's the Ripper. Yeah. Um, and Charles Dance, he's dressed like Jack the Ripper. He's got a top yeah. hat and a weird suspect Huge cape. collar. A massive cape. And, and he runs out yeah. laughing. And Statham just leaps across the table, pushing people off. Mm. Still dragging Tosh Lyons behind him. <laughs> Tosh Lyons, he's got two prostitutes under his arm at this yeah. point. And he's got a bottle of whiskey on fire. Yeah. Now, Jack the Ripper jumps on front of a four-horse carriage, yeah. knocks off the driver, mm. whips the old uh, ring. Thing. Is Statham... Now, we've done a Penny Farthing chase before. Yeah. Do you want to do Penny Farthing? Or does he just get on a horse? He set two horses on fire. Like a, like a Dodge Charger. Yeah. So he's got two horses and he set them on fire and he's like, and they've gone like turbo. So he's chasing this through London. Mm. There's people getting, you know. Tosh is hanging on at the end of the tail. He's drinking and he goes, yeah. Yeah. This lasts for ages. Well, bear in mind what we've watched before. Yeah, it goes up on the roof. Fucking ages. It goes through buses, it goes through markets, opera houses, all over the roofs, orphanages. Yeah. Fucking lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to go. I want them to chase over the dome of St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. And they've got lots of prostitutes and naked women and children and horses and muppets. Uh, yeah, all of it stuck <laughs> onto them at this yeah. point. Um, Rats. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> he grabs Cratchit's bottle of alcohol, mm. lights the end of it with the <clears throat> flaming horse, mm. throws at the carriage, explodes. Mm. And Charles dances, uh, Jack the Ripper tumbles to the ground, Statham faces off, Jack the Ripper's got uh, a scalpel, mm. they have an under siege style knife fight, mm. Statham gets the better of him, and he goes, you want to fucking tell me everything about mm. the Whitehall murders? And he goes, I can't tell you, because father will be mad, and Statham looks up and they're outside, whatever Jack the Ripper's name is. Mm. Maybe his name is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> There's like a an institute run by the family. Yeah. And it's the same institute that states have been investigating in the present. Or yeah. he looks at him and goes, Father be mad. And he's like laughing. And he's got this little device. He goes, and he throws it and he just jumps through it. Yeah. And he just disappears. And turns like, what the fuck? And he's like, Father? Hmm. Goes, come, who's one of you comes back and goes, that was weird, wasn't it? That's lost it bloody hell. <laughs> what did you learn from that? So I'm like, I don't know, fucking, it's a prick, isn't it? And I was, well, yeah. So then you're going to be visited by another ghost in a minute. I'm off. Yeah. Good luck with everything. Um, you never had a fight with me. And then Josh jumps on the back of him and they just end up in this, it ports into this pub. Mm. And they just go, and it fades out. Yeah. And then Statham wakes up on his bed in modern day London, sweating goes oh and he's almost he's got these kind of clues written in front of him like ripper father question mark yeah device yeah and then the next ghost comes along yeah and next ghost the ghost of christmas present mm-hmm. is i might have to go back to the whiteboard of <laughs> the pub that we wrote Pop down the pub we'll press pause we're back in an hour well so the ghost of christmas is going to be the big jolly oh, jovial. Big beard. Yes, it's a big jovial bearded chap, ginger bearded chap. Yeah. So we're gonna go for a Pat Roach, a Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yeah. Uh, a la Polo Express, Pat Roach. Yeah. So CGI Pat Roach. Yeah. <laughs> Dead eyes. Mm. Absolutely cold as ice eyes. Yeah. No, like a FIFA game. No emotion whatsoever. Yeah. But Pat Roach. Yeah. And he's like to say to him, what you need right now is another partner, not this useless sack of shit. And he kicks Tosh yeah. in the face. Come yeah, to Rob- me and know me better, man. Yeah. Solve this shit. Yeah. And he throws him a shotgun. They both pump yeah. the shotgun. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're going to go, uh, I reckon they just Google the family name. Yeah. And basically the ghost opens him out of portals at different yeah. places along the investigation. Mm. And they're tossing stays and tumble out of these locations and go, oh, okay, right, we went there last time, what's going on? So, and one's portal technology, Yeah. one's this kind of AI portal technology institute. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's some genetic stuff. So what, basically, the copycat murders, they're, they're not just 
like murdering and desecrating the bodies. They are harvesting DNA from these things to create some biological weapon. Yeah. And so it's the institute is a scientific institute, and it was originally the the Charles Dance Jack the Ripper was doing vital research, cutting out bits of flesh and organ. And now it's escalated, mm. um, and it's basically like a fleshy Skynet, mm. kind of like Videodrome. And, and the this idea is, it's equally AI, but it's also genetic enhancement. <clears throat> yeah. So the idea is they're making better people. Mm. But when every time they look at, they break into them and look at a case study, it's only one or two people. Mm. So like there's one genetic genome they're looking at. Yeah. Foreshadowing. What we're going to do a bit later on. Yeah. So the middle fight scene then is they get to the the <coughs> laboratory yeah. and there's just a bunch of kind of weird clones. You no, know, like the end of Judge Red, the clones. Yeah, yeah. Weird kind of milky white clones. Something's going on, but we're not sure yet, but they're all a bit freaky. Yeah. And um, it's like the transport, you know, the oil scene. Yeah, yeah. But with like... Um, Tosh. <laughs> yeah, and, and weird... Can Tosh fluid. oil up and just fight? It's not oil, it's... Um, the ambiotic is that ambiotic oh, yeah. fluid oh it's like Christmas it's goose fat <laughs> yeah they've been cooking and basting there's a bunch of people in like uh, white hazmat suits yeah. just basting these clones yeah. yeah and Tosh oils up on this goose fat and just goes in slides across the foot yeah. shooting yeah. Um, yeah so there's a huge clone fight um, and Pat Roach is doing some wrestling because he was a wrestler yeah doing some wrestling moves on the clones as well getting getting stuck in laughing just laughing yeah loving yeah. We're getting older as he's fighting because the end of as we know, Ghost Christmas ages out right at the end. So yeah. as he's fighting, he's sucking his powers out. So he's just looking, he's laughing, but he's getting older. Yeah. So they can't keep relying on him much longer. Yeah. And then at the end of it, Statham, Tosh, and him all sat there, all covered in weird goose fat and yeah. fluids. And Statham's like, you know what? I'm beginning to think maybe I should take a break. Hmm. Pat Roach is like, well, if you do. Show you what happens. Here comes the next guy. Yeah. And then, so we our vision for the ghost of future yet to come is a kind of cyborg, black kind of leathery cyborg. So imagine our let's go Terminator crossed with X Men. So like a, some sort of apocalypse slash Terminator yeah. monster. So the basic the idea is Jack the Ripper is omnipotent and he's lived a long time because he's harvested organs. Mm. He's become genetically aware, and by the end of this era in the future, he's made himself this horrible cyborg synthesis. Yeah, a killing machine. But society has gone the way of genetic he sold this genetic um dream to society mm. for a cheap so everyone's gone and followed him mm. to this um ai like, cyborg alteration but by doing that they followed his company and become really misogynistic and slightly murdery and society's just gone to shit basically it's yeah. all murdery complete post-apocalyptic dystopian yeah warriors Worried. escape from new york yeah because he's been allowed to fester and no one yeah. caught him. So we've we've Fezziwig is 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 Jizzy Wig Club. He's he's part cyborg now. He's basically in the he's in the, he's inserted into a wall and he just yeah. shouts out his face is in this cybernetic wall. And, and now it's like S and M and body modification. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of... Hellraiser. It's horrific. Yeah. Um, Josh looks at himself in the future, his future family, and like. Like he's he's bought tiny Tim like cybotic limbs and tiny yeah. Tim's like it's just kind of but huge, the cybotic but limb. huge he's like a massive cyborg like Ed Toy Nine but with yeah, a child's yeah, face yeah, in yeah. front like Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. mixed with Ed Toy Nine and the the ghost of future to come he's he, like I say he's this kind of and he's driving a light cycle yeah yeah control. there's no snow anymore by the way it's, it's people's Fun. ashes. Ashes and fire. Ashes people. Yeah. They've, they've been blown up in this massive factory. Yeah. And it spews out people's ashes. Yeah, people go in the furnace yeah. and are spewed out. It's yeah, it's a it's a nightmare world. You boy, what day is this? It's another day of fucking terror and misery. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and like where there will be goose goose geese in the window, it's <laughs> human cadavers. Yeah. Um get me the biggest human cadavers in <laughs> <you>, boy. <laughs> um 
And there's, so there's a big fight, so there's a big chase through this Pokemon with the world, Mad Max style mm. car chase. Uh, it fights off some units. He goes, where in this am I? Mm. How did this future come be? And he's like, well, we'll have a look at this. And um, they go through a graveyard. He's like, no, clearly it's not me. And they go past the graveyard <laughs> and there is like an S&M club and Statham's a gimp. Or he's just this cybernetic wreck. Hang- yeah. He's got, a, he's got a bottle of brown whiskey in his hand. He's a lay outside the club. Half of his face is cybotic. Mm. And he's just gone, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I beat, I've been beaten here. Mm. And he's let's not... President said, like, no. I've learnt, I know now what we need to do. Mm. Program yourself for this shit. So they've got an old... Almost like old man Logan. Statham. Yeah. Normal Statham on board with this shit. In the centre of this place of the world is a huge black tower, mm. and in it, at the centre, at the top, is Malcolm McDowell's mm. cybernetic wired in Jack the Ripper, yeah. corporate overlord, who's like twenty foot tall at this point. Yeah, he's wired. He's like wired into all this huge suit, armed legs. He looks horrific. Yeah, it's like that's the cunt we've got to get. Mm. In the past. Yeah. So they go back into the past. Mm. And he's like... So back with present day. Yeah. He's like, well, we know now Malcolm McDowell works at that company. Yeah. At the moment, he's just like a corporate official kind of thing. Mm. Um, but we know he's doing something genetic-wise. We've got to go get him. But we can't do this alone. So all the ghosts team up. Bonneville. Yeah. yeah. Pat Roach. Yeah. And Cyborg Nightmare Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cratchit's like, I've learned the spirit of Christmas. Mm. Fuck those kids. I've, I've got your back. And he pulls out uh, a machine gun. Yeah. Um, the nephew, Jack Whitehall's like, I'm in. Yeah. Knuckle dusters. Yeah. And, uh, and the ghost Tweed, of Christmas... Who's turned up at some point as <laughs> Mrs. Dipler or whatever she was yeah. called in there. Yeah. Made. And we've got past Statham, who's turned up. Yeah. his He-Man wig. Present Statham. And future Tiny future Tim. Future Tiny Tim. Ed 209 with a face. Yeah. And future Satan is part cybernetic as well. Yeah. And they just launch a raid on the place. Yeah. Uh, and it's chaos. Yeah. And fight with Malcolm McDowell, who's already starting to turn a little bit cyborg. Yeah. He, on got, the roof. he gets in a massive suit. Like Sonic Hedgehog 2, when he, Dr. Rotney gets in a huge suit. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And uh, ends up throwing him off the top of the skyscraper. Twist, though. Hmm. The ghost like, so there we go, we, we've done it. So I think he goes, what do you think I am, a cunt? Fast forward, he's now the overlord. Yeah. And the, the future's exactly the same. <laughs> only he's now in charge. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> credits. But it's worse. <laughs> it's much worse. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right from uh, Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, but with a really horrific cyber beat in the background. Yeah. And the end is, is from his giant obelisk in the centre of this token city shouting in a booming electronic voice you boys <laughs> and all these faceless yeah. uh, uh, fanatics all look up fetch me the biggest cadavers you can yeah, they, yeah. they spread out over the world just what day is this? it's your day Jack the Ripper <laughs> yeah I think and I say this without any hyperbole I think we're better than Charles Dickens <laughs> yeah Mary Christmas. Fucking Christmas. <laughs> One and all. God bless us. And also, mm. sums up 2022. Yeah, I mean, it's Jack the Christmas... The obelisk. <laughs> it's not the Christmas we need, it's, it's the Christmas, Christmas we deserve. Absolutely. And the Christmas we're going to have in 2023. Yeah. So, as you hen- enter into the uh, the festive season... Void. Okay. <laughs> the festive... Fe- sorry, festive season. <laughs> <laughs> the festive void. Um... What's, what's our Christmas message, though? We've got our Christmas message at the end of this. Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go out. Don't do anything. What's the point of anything? Keep your head down. Yeah. Avoid cybernetic. People. Spend money so you don't have to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.